0: Hello Expression Radio. We are back in the studio today. We're doing kind of a part two or even we could look at it as a whole new show with Pam Tufts. I enjoyed her being here so much last week that we wanted to do it again this week and talk to the audience a good bit about Hanging in there and uh, really resilience. We had ended the last show with Pam talking about different things that she's gone through, and my goodness, the health issues since retirement have been your share and somebody else's share, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's been um, it's been interesting, yeah.
1: You know, and you know, getting old is a blessing it is yeah, but, <laughs> but it's but, not for sissies but it's not for sissies it's absolutely is not for sissies uh-huh. but you do um, you know you do learn resilience uh-huh and sometimes I have to laugh because the, there will be a song that plays in my head um, the old song I'm still standing uh-huh yes and you know I look back on things and I can laugh about so many things uh-huh especially when i hear that song Uh uh-huh um and i'm still standing Mm -hmm. because god has chose Mm -hmm. has chosen me you know Mm -hmm. i'm still here i'm still standing i still have things to do Uh and even when you think this is it
0: it's not it's not who did that song was that elton john i think so it's uh, and it's funny because the next line i'm still standing better than i ever been right or did right and how true is that it for is a lot so true it you is know? so true there's other songs what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and um, we can tap into probably a lot of things that have been written based on this subject um, but you uh, in the last episode had talked about being in the hospital and how god had sent you people you'd never met before i mean it's not just people we know that bless us but he can send us people we've never met before to love on us and bless us and have our backs when we he, need him he
1: does and just you know the initial part of of going to the emergency room first uh-huh there was a lady that um had you know witnessed and saw how much pain i was truly in and Mm -hmm. you know you have to wait Mm -hmm. and she was ill herself wow and she got up on her walker and walked over to me and (laughs) asked if she could pray for me and touch me and she laid her hand on my shoulder and she stood there in the lobby and prayed for me because i was in so much pain and Mm. um I was still in pain, but the feeling that I had that somebody loved me and cared about me came, you know, just it did me a world of good. Mm -hmm. And she was a godsend, Mm -hmm. you know, um, back in the ER, just being treated for. You don't know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, even as a nurse, mm-hmm. you don't you don't know whose hands you're in. You don't know who may have had a bad day or, or how things are going to go. Uh-huh. And so you've got that little bit of anxiety going on. And um, like I said earlier, from the moment that I got there, um, I was taken such good care of, and so much so that I thought I had a private duty nurse because Uh i didn't have to use a call light i didn't it was like wow there was someone there for me all the time and i thought lord i'm either sicker than i think i am (laughs) (laughs) or these people maybe they don't have anything else to do (laughs) but they were always there yeah and um
0: and they were so good and they were so kind yes that's good that reminds me too uh what you're saying when my sister had had a brain bleed, and you know Martha very well. the The right doctor was in the ER, you know, somebody who picked up on the fact that she had been in or on uh, a blood thinner and wanted to do tests. He knew, yeah, I know all doctors in the ER have to kind of start with the worst case scenario and rule them out. He really honed in on her like, he was tailor-made for her she had to have brain surgery that day which we were blown away by Keith made the statement a brother of ours made a statement when the doctor came in to talk to us about that we all thought she had the flu and he said we figured we were going home with Tamiflu, flu not ICU you know oh wow but the neurologist the neurosurgeon that she needed was there at the time, finishing up a surgery. He came right to us, talked to us. Uh, there was a situation where she wasn't responding real well the next day to therapy, and um, she had a lot of soft spoken people around her. And the Lord sent in this little woman who was a, a small, package of dynamite. She was very short in stature. Her name was Cindy. And um, she knew how Martha needed to be taught. She knew how to rev her up. And um, she did it. I mean, there were times where she got in her face and talked loudly to her, not mean, but loud, like, come on, you know, you've got to do this. And it was exactly what sis needed and she started responding quite well to this woman we fell in love with these guys to the point where six eight months later when she was there one day she asked me if we could go to the ER to see if he was there he was so she could thank him we went upstairs to ICU and asked for Cindy she was there And she remembered, sis. These people remembered her, and she just tearfully let them know how much she appreciated them. That's wonderful. Yeah. People, like you said, you never meet. God has things under control, and if we believe in that, And rest in that, it can just sure make a big difference in our life. But it also, it helps us. uh, We've been talking about resilience, you know. What does resilience mean to you?
1: Well, resilience to me means being able to bounce back Uh and um, to keep moving forward, Uh to Share what you know to keep someone, maybe to keep someone else strong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and back at the hospital, I was saying that these nurses were like from heaven, Uh-huh. heaven sent. Once I was able to talk and have some conversation, um, one of the nurses had walked in to adjust my IV and she looked at me and she said, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but she said... And she had tears in her eyes. And Mm. she said, I've only been back to work a week. You're my first patient. Mm. And she said, no, she said, I've been back this week. And you've been the first person I've taken care of. Mm -hmm. She said, our house burned down. And I've been gone for three months. Wow. And we lost everything.
0: Oh.
1: And she said, I know that doesn't sound professional. And I don't know why I'm telling you this. And so I looked at her and I said, I... I know why you're telling me this, Uh because we're going to pray for you a new house. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I guess so. And she kind of laughed it off. And I said, no, seriously. Mm -hmm. And she said that the house, you know, was her husband's grandfather's. They still had the land. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to put a modular home on it temporarily until they could rebuild. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't afford what they wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's pray. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were just kind of there for each other. I yes. would never have met her. Uh-huh. I would never have known that need uh-huh. had I not been in the hospital. Yes, And she has sent me a friend request on Facebook when I got out uh-huh. and told me that they're getting their new <laughs> home. Well, I haven't talked to her since, but in November, it was supposed to have been delivered, and it wow. was the one that she wanted, not the one she had to settle for. That's awesome. And so, there's just so many things that God lines up. Mm-hmm. Um, never saw that coming, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she, she may have got her house. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I had the opportunity to pray with her. Uh-huh. Um, And so it's just, there was just so much of the Lord involved in all of that. And your brother, Keith. Yes. He came over and prayed over me. Uh huh. And he left the room. He had not been gone 10 minutes. And the doctors came in and said that I was going home the next day. Wow. Which they had told me early I'd be there another week. Oh, wow. And so there's just all these miraculous things. Yes. That happen in, in bad situations. Uh huh. That God turns around for good, and there was so much good that came out of that week.
0: Yeah, we don't ever want to go through those things. However, going through them uh, with Him, especially, more good can come out of it than bad. You know, we uh, do live life in a way where we are going to go through things, and if we do, I mean, I remember you being extremely, extremely sick uh, and praying for you and over you just in my home, and uh, you were extremely sick, and to be able to get to the other side of that, you know, the going through Is tough, but we have to know as we're going through that we are going through. You know, they told us with sis that the first 48 hours were extremely touch and go. And after we got through the 48 hours, they let us know how bad things really were, that they didn't tell us at the beginning after she had had brain surgery major brain surgery and you know that was um five years ago has it been that long already yeah yeah and she's doing well you know she's she is fully recovered she's wonderful
1: and she was also one of the first people to come to my need in the very beginning when i started um coming to church again hmm I hmm. was having some difficulties. I I guess I literally had a, a nervous breakdown at one point hmm. or was just uh, had so much anxiety that I ended up in the ER years ago. Hmm. And someone had called her oh. and she came to the hospital. I'd never met her in my life. Really? Yes. And that was that the I first time that I met her. Huh. And. They let her in to see me, mm-hmm. and the first thing she said to me, she took my hand, and she said, do you believe God can heal you? <laughs> that was the first thing that she said to me, <laughs> and I said, I believe he heals, uh-huh. and she said, but he can heal you, too, uh-huh. and she was the most gentle, um, yes. soft-spoken, but yes. to the point, uh-huh. Um, talk that i had ever heard and uh-huh. i needed her at that time mm-hmm. you know desperately and, and god sent her and mm-hmm. that was the first time i met your sister martha
0: that's wild i didn't know that yes
1: that was the first time and um
0: he he did it again yes <laughs> we'll talk about resilience to that poor thing well not poor thing that woman uh has had to learn to be resilient in life she's been a christian i think since she was like 11 years old and she's in her early 70s now and uh the things you know she stepped up and took care of three children when we lost our mother three of her younger siblings and did i think a very very good job had no experience whatsoever i think she did a wonderful job (laughs) (laughs) i put her through the ringer i'm here to tell you i i tested that resilience you know but she stepped up and did it. She sacrificed. She wanted to become a nurse. And she may have even, I don't remember if she started nursing school and had to quit. I want to say that's how it went. Uh, so she sacrificed her own dreams and desires to take care of her younger siblings. You know, Five, six, and ten years younger, uh, Keith, Paul, and myself. So... Um, she married and her husband passed away and just all kind of life has happened to her the uh, brain bleed and you know she has bounced back from all of it and it's taught her things that she wouldn't have known otherwise you know yes she's she's very resilient i mean she has
1: and she's still a blessing in my life mm. i mean um I thank God that I have met her, that mm-hmm. you, your family,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I can't imagine doing this life without, like I said, my my friends and yeah. sisters yes. that I've made and met along the way. Yeah. And, and you know, when things happen, it doesn't always um, – bad things aren't always your health. Mm-hmm. You know, there's life mm-hmm. that happens. And, mm-hmm. and what I've realized is a lot of times – it's not always about you.
0: Uh huh. That's You know?
1: Right. And God has a plan uh-huh. for what's going on if, mm-hmm. you, if you trust Him in it. Yes. And I kind of shared this with Ronnie and Brent as well. There was, you know, there was a time where Jim wasn't coming to church. He wasn't mm-hmm. walking with the Lord. He was just doing everything that, you know, he should not be doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, I could have, I could have walked away mm-hmm. from our marriage years ago. Mm-hmm. I never felt that release uh-huh. from it, mm-hmm. and there was one time I had one foot out the door,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, but I never felt released from it, mm-hmm. and so I stayed. Mm-hmm. And me staying eventually led him to the Lord, and I feel like if I would have left and just done what my what Pam wanted to do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know where he would be today. That's a good point. I don't know where my children would be today mm-hmm. because I know what the Lord told me about him bringing them to the Lord. Uh huh. And so that was that. That time was never about me. hmm. It was about um, listening to mm-hmm. God. You know, having discernment
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, having the wisdom
2: mm-hmm.
1: to be obedient. Mm hmm. That, mm-hmm. regardless of what anybody else told me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, yes, and um. So it's not always about us.
0: That's an interesting point too. Uh, we could safely say resilience isn't selfish you know it, it, it isn't always about us and it isn't it can be selfish depending on who is going through their trials but when you are able of course hindsight of course is 2020 but when you're able to go through something and kind of surrender it i know there was a time when i had first become uh, a christian like a year later my justin had gotten sick and was in uh, PICU at the time um, he was septic he he had alternating lung collapsing i mean he was so sick he we don't know if sepsis came first or uh, what but he was extremely sick and was in the intensive care unit for five and a half weeks and stepped down for a few days before coming home and there was a point there where one, at one time, one point in his stay there, I can remember driving home and shaking my fist at God, you know, just so tired and exhausted and not understanding why we were there, you know. And I remember saying, one, one touch from you, Lord one touch from you and we're home. We're out of here. What is going on, you know? And as a result of that, though, my husband received salvation while Justin was in ICU and I was able I worked at the hospital at the time and I was able to minister to some coworkers. Just in what I was living. You know, one Mm -hmm. of the ladies that I worked with told me for months after that, she said, you know, I would ask you how he was doing. And she said, you would always say he's fine. And she said, I always said, you're a liar, (laughs) because he's not fine, you know. He was in ICU for so long, we had to bring in high top tennis shoes to put on him while he was in bed because his feet were getting what they Drop. call dropsy mm-hmm. and um, I would say he's fine he's fine and she said no he's not and I said he you mark my words he's fine and of course he he came out of that and it was an incredible testimony to the people that I worked with you know um That was six weeks of our life that we wouldn't have wanted to live. And we had several things with him in the years later, although he fully recovered from that. But my husband was saved as a result of that. And a gentleman had come up to the uh, hospital to see his wife, who was a nurse, And we were in that PICU waiting area. It was 10 o'clock at night. And he stopped to ask us if we knew how to turn the lights out in that area. And we had been there two and a half, three weeks at that point. We were like, oh, yeah, we know. Well, he proceeds to tell us a story of how he knew all about the ICU Mm -hmm. waiting room. And he was an angel sent to us that night because he was telling us how his daughter had been in there and she all but died. He said they had her tag for her toe made up with her name on it, and all they were waiting for was the date of death. That's how sick she was. My goodness. And he said he went home one particular night and surrendered his will, his daughter, his everything to the Lord. And he said, I want my daughter to live, but if you choose to take her, I will love you anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course she got better, and I believe she, um, we didn't get his name. I believe she's living to this day, but we found out several years later he was a gentleman, I don't know his name, but I think he attended Grace Gospel Church and he was there to see his wife who was a nurse and he ministered to us well that night i sent rich home we would trade off on who went home to sleep and shower and come back and <clears throat> i sent rich home i said you you go home and you plan on going to church in the morning you know get some rest and he went home and he got on our living room floor and just totally surrendered to God. you know, so here we are in a life and death situation with our son who came out of it, but all the people, the people that came and ministered to us and gave us their cell phones. cell phones weren't big right at the time. Uh, in fact, they were big. They were those big bag phones, <laughs> but so many great things that was so many years ago. A lot of years ago and I remember details now people that love on you and bless you it becomes embedded in your brain and your person to where decades can go by and you remember who they were what Mm -hmm. they did for you and it, it helps that resilience that you begin to build spiritually physically mentally and emotionally you know resilience is a whole body whole person thing and as we were saying earlier it can be selfish but for the most part true resilience is not selfish at all as you were saying
1: it's not and you know there's still life Mm -hmm. and there's still life that as long as you're breathing Mm -hmm. here on this earth Mm -hmm. there is still life to be done yes and to be able to still stand mm-hmm. and do that, yeah, um, is everything. Yes, because there's so many people that can't. Uh huh. Um. There's so many people that I have learned through the years that are so used to being depressed. Uh huh. And. Um, or negative mm-hmm. that they're just not comfortable with being happy mm-hmm. um, yes. and if if they don't have really anything to be depressed Sad about, about. Mm-hmm. or have any kind of drama uh-huh they're just flat they're they just can't they're out of sorts yeah and they're the ones that need God yes they're the ones you have to continue to pray for yes and when you're resilient enough to see what they're going through and know that you've been there mm-hmm. and you've bounced back mm-hmm. well they can too mm-hmm. and um so the resilience that you have is used yes for so many things as long as you're living breathing walking this
0: earth uh uh-huh. um, there's a lot of strong people not to interrupt you but i do believe resilience also is tied to a hope in the lord There are a lot of really strong people that may not have a relationship with God, but I know a lot of people who are resilient, you know, because of their hope in the Lord, helping them to be strong. Exactly. Yes. So um, that is a great takeaway, too, for anyone that's listening. I believe if you don't know Him, get to know him you know because that is one of the best relationships you'll ever ever have in your life
1: can i add if you if you don't know where to start with that Mm -hmm. if you just talk to him and tell him Mm -hmm. that you you've heard about him Mm -hmm. you would like to have a relationship with him you don't know where to start if you're just honest he knows you don't know anyway (laughs) so you know if you're just honest (laughs) He'll start opening doors. He'll start helping you. You know, yes. see things. Yes, um, and I know back for me, I couldn't understand. I had a hard time reading the
0: Bible. Mm-hmm,
1: I did, too. and I would pray. You know, Lord, please help me to mm-hmm. understand what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And so I started with the little little kids' Bible. Yes, girl, I'm I went with to. You. I don't know if it was Walmart or where I went, uh-huh. but I got like a kid's Bible. Yes. And I started reading little Bible stories. Yes. And that when I would build on that. Yes. And um you know, and I did, I couldn't find anything. I didn't know where anything was in the Bible mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can remember being in ladies' groups or in my first Bible study groups mm-hmm. and somebody say, you know, look at whatever First Corinthians, first something, and and I'd be like, oh, you know, yes. Whereas that everybody just me go flipping the index, to it. Yes. And I'm going to the index, trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. Yes. Um. And then I went to my very first ever ladies Bible study, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was sitting around the table with scholar Bible scholars, <laughs> and you know I, I had no clue uh-huh. what I was doing or, or what they were talking about really, uh-huh. and um. So I thought, I'm going to get me a
0: little kid's Bible and see if I'm just making this difficult. Yeah, (laughs) And it really helped. It does. My brother, Paul, uh, Justin, had an encyclopedia of the Bible, a set of books that covered everything from Genesis to Revelation, and they were hardback books. And my brother Paul had the same issue, and he came and just would grab one of those books at a time and read them, and I did the same thing, anything to help. Of course, now, as we bring this to a close, now there's uh, translations of Bibles that are so well-written to help you understand, you know, NIV and Amplified and uh, – Yeah, that would –
1: that that would have Years been a great ago, help way back then. It
0: would have. I I had an old Bible that this gentleman gave me, that was a uh, what we call a Thompson chain link reference Bible and it was for the scholarly I'm here to tell you and I can remember 24 hours after getting saved I called Keith crying I can't understand this Bible and he brought me one I could understand so that was another person to help me gain strength and resilience so I appreciate you being on the radio with me I appreciate you having me we'll do it again sounds Uh, good I hope everyone's gotten something out of this. Uh, Hang in there, be strong, and be blessed. See you next time.
2: We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world.
0: If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.